Welcome to the Cultivate and Celebrate podcast, a podcast for the everyday mama who craves a simple and joy-filled life in a fast-paced world. I'm Amber Brogdon-Page, real-life toddler mama, business owner, and your podcast host. I'm here to encourage you as we walk through this season of life together. Grab your favorite drink and join me for practical tips and honest conversations. Toss the confetti and let's dive in. I am so excited that today I am joined by my dear friend, Anna Dearman Kornick, and I met her at Creative at Heart Conference last year, and she is a fellow mama and business owner. She wears a lot of different hats. She is a time management coach, and she also has a weekly podcast called It's About Time. And she is just someone that I look up to so much in the industry, and I have so much respect for her. So I am so excited that she is joining us today, and I just want to welcome you, Anna. Thank you so much for being here. Well, Amber, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to reconnect and have a conversation with you today. It's been a while since Creative at Heart, so I'm really just glad to be here and glad to be spending time with you this morning. Oh, thank you so much. I am so excited to tell everybody a little bit about who you are. So just briefly, like what you do for work and your family dynamics. Yeah. So my name is Anna Dearman Cornick, and I'm a time management coach and host of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. And I recently stepped into the role, the full-time role um, of head of community for an amazing company called Clockwise. So Clockwise is a tech startup that's on a mission to help the world make time for what matters by finding more Focus time in your day. Uh, Since Clockwise was created, we've created more than 2 million hours of focus time for our users by moving over 4 million meetings. And it's kind of amazing, you know, what you can do when you actually have time to hear yourself think, right? Um, So in addition addition to being a time management coach and uh, working uh, for Clockwise as head of community, I'm also the mom to two little girls, Camilla Jane and Elizabeth, but you'll probably hear me call them Millie and Bitsy. Millie, (laughs) Millie just turned three and Bitsy actually turns one in March. So our house is full of, you know, pink and bows and loud noises and just all of that fun stuff. Um, And then I've been married to my husband, Scott, for a little over five years now. And we live in Louisiana, kind of between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. So close to a lot of fun stuff in Louisiana. Oh my goodness. So much fun. I want to know, like, I'm just so interested because it's, you have so many different things that you juggle, you know, Um, you have motherhood and being a wife and working. So not only just for yourself, but also um, another full-time job. So how do you seem to do it all? Like, how do you balance everything? (laughs) That's always such a fun question because I I have to kick it off and say, I, I definitely don't do everything. I don't do all of the things. And that means that I just have to be very selective about how I spend my time and, you know, just what I, what I do. And, you know, one thing that I talk with my clients about, one thing that I fully believe in is that, you know, a lot of times when we think about time management, we think about what planner we're going to buy or Mm -hmm. what system we're going to use, or are we going to color code our Google calendar? But in reality, 
Time management does not start with the pages of our calendar. Time management is really heart management. And until we get crystal clear on what matters most to us, we can't even begin to move things around on our calendars. And so I wholeheartedly subscribe to that thought. And part of the reason you know, why I, I am able to do what I do is because I start by being very clear on what my values are, what my core values are, and what matters most to me. And I make sure that time is scheduled for those things before I schedule anything else. Um, literally, there are bedtime stories and morning routines and, and things like that in my calendar wow. to make sure that I have visual space held for those most important activities. And then I, I would love to say everything else sort of falls into place, yeah. but it doesn't. Right. Every, everything else is is time blocked. If it weren't for the time management strategy of time blocking, where you put a put a meeting, put a block on your calendar to represent how you'll spend your time, you know, that's really one of my my secrets to doing what I do is that I have specific time blocks to work on my business. I have specific time blocks to work on the podcast. And then of uh-huh. course there's specific time blocks to, to work on my full-time job. And whenever you have time blocks and you have sort of a, sort of an ideal week and this, this understanding and this visual of how you want to spend your time, it just makes it a whole lot easier to have a realistic understanding of how much time you actually have. And it just makes, makes planning so much easier. Right. You make it sound so, so easy. (laughs) Like, so it just, man, it makes me really want to get more intentional with my time because I I think to myself like, oh, okay. Like I know how to manage my time. And I, I've, I've seen myself over the past two years with all the crazy, um, just that my schedule has just gotten a little bit more out of hand. And of course, Mm -hmm. like you, you give yourself grace with, you know, having to work some late nights or whatever, but I have seen that my structure has kind of like gone out the window a little bit. And I'm really craving like that, that sense of um, just structure on my calendar and like that time blocking. And so I really find that interesting. Well, you're definitely not alone in feeling that way, Amber. I mean, in the last, what is it almost two years? I I honestly feel like I'm losing track of how long we've technically been in a pandemic, but whenever everything changed in March of 2020, all of our normal routines were turned upside down. And you you probably wouldn't be surprised to know that a huge percentage of the way that we live day to day is based on habit, like making making these micro decisions without even thinking about it because things are so ingrained. Um, And when the pandemic happened and we all started staying at home and just, we started having to remember to take a mask places and we started using more hand sanitizer, all of our normal routines and habits just didn't fit anymore. And so we started having to make more decisions than ever before. And I'm going to throw this number out. Um, The average adult makes around 35,000 decisions every single day, 35,000 decisions every single day. Oh my God. Yeah. And then and, th- and that's like an, in normal times. And then when your routines are turned upside down, you're having to make even more decisions. And so it's no wonder that everything felt out of whack. We felt exhausted at the end of the day and things started to, our structure started to fall apart because we were having to make more decisions and more decisions means 
faster decision fatigue. Yes. Oh my goodness. When you just said that, I'm like, wow, it's no wonder that we have that brain fog and decision fatigue and we're just like exhausted all the time because that is incredible. And it's hard because as things continue to change, it's so, it's really challenging to create a routine that we can stick to for an extended period of time, especially when, you know, Millie and Bitsy, they're both in daycare Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we'll just get a message. Hey, Millie's class is closed next week. And so, okay, that flips our routine upside down. And Bitsy's class is closed. Okay. That flips our routine upside down. Uh. It's like, we can't get into a groove. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's absolutely challenging. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you, you're definitely not alone in feeling that way. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, it's rough. (laughs) It is. It is. And I feel like this whole year already, I mean, it's only February, but I feel like we've just been, you know, all these different things have come up and sickness and just crazy things. And I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I I feel like I've got a rhythm and then it's like another punch to the gut, you know? And so Mm -hmm. what is your best advice to handling those kind of things? Like when you just have to, like you get that call from daycare and you have to go, you know, do a daycare pickup and your, the rest of your day just kind of gets, you know, turned upside down. Like, what do you, what do you do in that, in that sense? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So there are things that you can do in advance. And then there are things that you can do in the moment. So we'll start with the things that you can do in advance. And that looks like starting to have backup plans for your backup plan. You know, moms, we can't afford to not have a bench a tribe, a circle of people that we can reach out to for help when we need it. Mm -hmm. Whether that's a group of trusted babysitters or family members close by or people in your neighborhood, you know, it, they say it takes a village to raise a child for a reason. It's because as much as we as moms would love to believe that we can do everything by ourselves and we don't need to ask for help, that's not the case at all. So what we can do now before the crazy happens is to to build that tribe, you know, build that bench of babysitters, figure out who you can rely on for help so then so that when you do need help, you've got somebody to call, you've got someone to ask yes. for help. You've got a backup plan to your backup plan. You know, the thing that you can do in the moment is sort of remind yourself, like first of all, this is this is temporary. And it's temporary in in a whole lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Having a, having a setback like daycare closing, at some point daycare will reopen. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing that's temporary. What's also temporary is this is the only time your little one is going to be this age. Mm. This is the only time that you are going to be in this exact phase of life. And it's really important to, to honor that and to remember that, you know, you're in this place right now for a reason, even though everything feels like it's upside down, it is, it is temporary and you can get through it, you know, so kind of like psyching yourself up, you know, it's, it, this is, this is what's happening. We can get through it. And then it's just, you know, really thinking through what are the must do's and what else can fall to the wayside? You know, if you have a day that childcare is, you know, apple carts turned upside down, um, what, like, what is it that you absolutely must do and what can wait? what can be moved. And, you know, you really have to start by being clear 
about your priorities in your business and in your life to be able to make those decisions. And so once you get clear on what you must do, that makes everything else just feel easier to push to the wayside. Oh, that's so good. Just having that clarity. And then also going back to what you just said about, you know, you'll never be in the same, you know, space again, and this is temporary. It really does make you take a step back and just, you know, really see the bigger picture because I feel like I get so caught up in the little things. And sometimes I, I get really thrown off by something and I, and I have to remember that this is so, this is so little, and this is such a little speck, you know, in, in the whole scheme of everything. So reminding myself, like what a gift this is and look at the, look for the blessings and the good in something that, you know, might be seemingly hard or, um, bad, you know, during the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know that this is primarily a conversation about time management, but you have to remember that, you know, when we say that things are temporary, life is temporary. (laughs) And I I don't mean to get like, so like deep all of a sudden, but you know, we're not promised tomorrow. Right. And it's very easy to get caught up in the frustrations and to get caught up in the to-do list and to mm-hmm. just get upset because something happens that doesn't go our way. But just like you said, when you zoom out and you remember the big picture and you also remind yourself that none of us are promised tomorrow, it really makes you look at your time and your attitude and the way that you respond to things in a much different, more intentional way. Oh, it does. I'm sitting here nodding my head like, yes, like preach it, Anna, because it's so true. It, and it's what I need to be reminded of right now in this moment, because I I feel like it's something that I I forget very, you know, and it, it sounds so selfish and, and so silly, but really, I mean, it's, it is a good reminder. So I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So if you're listening and there's anything that you have been meaning to do that you have not done, like call your grandmother yeah. or call a friend or you know, do what you need to do so that you don't have any regrets at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. That is a good use of your time. (laughs) Yes, it is. I want to kind of ask you, kind of changing just a little bit, but I want to see if you don't mind sharing how you spend your days. So what does a typical workday look like for you? So I know that the girls are in daycare now, um, but you're, you know, juggling working for yourself as a coach and a podcast host. And then you also have your full-time job as well. So, so how does that work for you? Yeah. Oh, no one has ever asked me this question before. This is going to be fun. Um, So admittedly, I lately have been in a a routine of my alarm going off at around 5.05 in the morning. I pop over to the bathroom and turn on the heater and get back in bed. And then um, I'm usually at my desk with, lately, I've been at my desk with a cup of coffee by about 5.30 in the morning because, uh, you know, before I, before Millie really hit the full on toddler time, um, I was kind of able to, to spend some evening hours working, but those evening hours aren't really available anymore. And so if I really want to have quiet focus to get things done, I'll wake up and I'll work sometimes from 530 until seven, whenever I go to get myself dressed and get the girls up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's a really important thing for me to add is that sometimes my workday starts at 530 if I need it to. And it's 
not uncommon for women, especially those who are professionals with small kids to work in the fringe hours to have very split schedules when they can have that focus time. And so um, sometimes, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So right. sometimes I'll work about five thirty until seven. Um, Scott and I both get the girls up and seven until eight thirty is all about getting them ready, uh, getting them to, to daycare. And then we come back, uh, typically from about eight thirty until nine, I'm doing a chore around the house. Mm-hmm. I have, we have a daily, a, sort of like a daily cleaning calendar and a daily laundry calendar. So we know that, you know, on Tuesdays we're washing the girls clothes and on Wednesdays we're washing towels. So usually that time between daycare and nine is spent doing something house related Uh this morning. I think I I put away laundry. Um, and then from nine until 11. So the company that I work for clockwise is actually based on the West coast. And we typically keep, well, we do, we keep Pacific time hours. And so from nine until 11, I'm in central time, is time that I work on my business. So this is when I do coaching calls. This is when I'm doing podcast work. This is when we're recording this podcast episode. Yes, Pretty much anything that is focused on my coaching business happens between the hours of nine and 11. Okay. And then at 11, I switch gears into clockwise mode. So that's when I switch into my full-time job mode. And it really helps me to have those two parts of my day separate because, uh, you know, whenever you switch tasks or attempt to multitask, every time you switch, it causes you to, to lose like a little bit of your focus and it can cause things to take longer. So that's a good way for me to streamline my, my thoughts is to have nine to 11 is ADK time. And then clockwise kicks off at 11. Then from 11 until usually at about five, five thirty. I am in Zoom meetings with my coworkers who are located across the country. Every other Wednesday, I give a live Q&A workshop for you know anyone who wants to join called Clockwise Office Hours. Oh, I'm so recording fun. YouTube videos. I am um, writing blog posts. I am, I'm creating a lot of time management oriented content. Oh. Um, and then... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And then, um, Scott typically goes and picks up the girls at around four, four thirty. Mm-hmm. I should also add that, uh, in very recently, um, Scott has uh, started working from home. He started working in my business. So when I am not working in my business, he is doing things like helping, uh, editing the podcast and doing podcast production. So I don't do all of that. That is so exciting. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. Um, we're, we actually, we share a desk. Like we, ha- my desk is actually a kitchen, like a kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We like sit across from each other at my desk in the office. And so we're able to talk back and forth and work on things. And he's been getting to, to learn a lot more about the digital business space. And he'll be stepping into more of that operations role. And it's just, it's really, really cool to be able to work together um, and to have him at home. Because to be honest, you know, here's something else to let you in on. Um, I love entertaining and I know this is kind of a tangent, but I love entertaining, but I do not like cooking. Cooking yes. actually really stresses me out. Me too. I love me too. <laughs> like, like you, you've seen me do my Southern living, um, like annual cake yes. bake on Instagram. 
love baking. Cooking itself stresses me out. Fortunately, Scott loves cooking. So Scott is actually, and this goes into the importance of like delegating and asking for help. Scott does our meal planning. Scott does our grocery order and Scott cooks dinner. And I am so grateful for that. And I am just so just blessed and grateful to have him like really step into this role during this season where I'm doing a lot of career building and just you know, a lot of work. Absolutely. I, I am in the same boat as you because Chad works from home. He has for about two, three years now, um, doing it work. So he has like our extra bedroom. It's like his office. And, um, he also does our, our meal planning. We kind of do that together, but, um, and then he'll do all the grocery shopping and the cooking and he just, he enjoys it. He's better at it. So I am, I'm like you, I'm so grateful for that because it takes one thing off of my, you know, shoulders that I don't have to do. Um, and you know, so that's really fun that we both share that. Yes. I love that. I love that. Um, but yeah, I, I typically wrap up my clockwise day at around five 30 or six. Um, and then I'm like, I'm playing on the floor with the girls until dinner time. And then our bedtime bath time routine kicks off at six 30 and it's a, it's a freight train until both of the girls are in bed. <laughs> yes. And girl. then some days I, I go back to my office to finish something up. And then some days I just, some, sometimes Amber, I just want to go get in bed at like eight o'clock. Oh, and sometimes girl. I me too. I know. <laughs> me too. And even if that's just like scrolling on TikTok, like I know just like to decompress or to read a book or just to go to bed. Like I am so right there with you. Yeah, I I try to like give it my all during my working hours and just try to be really present with my girls in the evening. And then, you know, it's just it's I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that it really can be kind of draining. Yeah, right. I, I think so. And and I think that it's like, let's bring some some normalization to that, because I feel like everybody feels that way. I have a question for you. How do you pivot from like going from you know, full on work mode into wife and mama mode in the evening. So like when you do shut your computer down or whatever, what does that look like for you? Like, are you able to just like completely just like step out of your office and then into, you know, that role or like, how do you do that? Oh, that is such a great question. So I'll start by telling you that I believe that there are five essential routines that help us show up as our best selves throughout the day and throughout the week. Um, those include a morning routine, which helps you you know, start your day, an evening routine, which helps you you know, get ready for a restful night's sleep, a weekly planning session that helps you really lay out what your full week in advance is going to look like and make a lot of decisions at once. But two of the most underrated routines are a workday startup routine and a workday shutdown routine. And so having a workday shutdown routine is absolutely key to uh, turning off work brain and stepping into home mode because you know those of us who work from home which i'm sure is a lot of us who are listening that line between work and home is really blurry if not invisible when Mm -hmm. work is at the kitchen table or work is in a home office and so you've got to create almost like a commute for yourself yeah so you're able to um, so you're able to like really switch off that work brain so one of the like crazy things about the way that our mind works is that if our mind, like if our brain knows that there is 
they call it an open loop. If our brain knows that there is an unfinished project or if there is an open question, our brain, our subconscious will continue to cycle through it and cycle through it really? and cycle through. That's why we, that's why we like have random ideas pop up in random times. And that's why we worry. And that's why we kind of mull over those unfinished things. Like you're in the middle of playing on the floor with your kids. And then you start to think, oh, what about that meeting? I still need to make the agenda. I still need to do X, Y, Z. And so the purpose of this workday shutdown routine is to decide what enough decide what good enough and decide what like a stopping point actually looks like and basically tell your brain that you have reached a stopping point. You can do this in a number of different ways. Um, A workday shutdown routine really needs to be short, like fitted on a sticky note, Mm -hmm. but it can be something as simple as looking at your calendar for the next day to get a survey of your meetings. Because how many times have you been sitting at dinner and you're like, wait, what time is my first meeting tomorrow? Is there going to be do I need to wear makeup? You know, like, do I need to be cute? Yeah, exactly. Um, And so looking at your calendar before you step into life, um, it it keeps that from happening because you've already looked at that. So look at your calendar, look at your to-do list from the day and assess, okay, what did I do? What still needs to be done? And go ahead and make your list for tomorrow. Whether you Uh keep your to-dos on a notepad or a notebook or Trello or Asana or whatever else, um, go ahead and make the decision. These are, this is what I'm doing tomorrow. These are my priorities tomorrow, because that's going to keep you from laying in bed and thinking, okay, what are all the things I need to do tomorrow? Cause we all do it. Yeah. And so whenever you end your day by looking at your calendar, looking at your list, deciding what you're going to do tomorrow, that really helps you close the loops so you can step into like mom mode, wife mode, home mode, just being a lot more present. So that is something that I do without fail, because if I don't do it, I will catch myself sneaking back to my office to finish things. Right, right. I love this. This is such great advice. And it's something that I feel like I used to be better at and now it's kind of just fallen off of the wayside but it's it's good to remind myself about because I think that I'm going to you know start doing that that closeout routine and then that way I feel like I'm kind of you know walking away like that commute like you said um I think that's so so important yeah well I would say that if you're listening and you're thinking that oh wow this sounds like something that I need to do my my challenge my recommendation would be put it on your calendar because when you put something on your calendar that says workday shutdown, you'll see it and the space will be held for it and you'll be more likely to start it on time and actually do it. Because if you look at the clock and all of a sudden it's 4.30 or 5 and it's time to go pick up the kids from daycare, you just kind of rush out and you don't you don't do it and you don't shut down. So when you've got it held on your on your calendar, like a meeting with yourself, you're more likely to follow through. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I want to ask you one last question and I want to know what you use to plan all of your time management. So I know that you are a simplified planner, loving mm-hmm. girl. I am too. Do you have a daily? I do. Okay. I have the daily. I got the weekly several years ago during a time when I was trying to like not put too many things on my to-do list. And that was fun for that season, but I really love the day. Me too. Me too. I find that I like a clean piece of paper every single day. Yeah. 
And then do you use any kind of like online scheduler like Trello or Google Calendar or Asana to kind of manage your tasks too? Okay, so I would say the core of everything is Google Calendar. I am a huge Google Calendar fan. Um, and one of my favorite things about it is because you can create create so many additional calendars. And yeah. so basically, like I've got my clockwise calendar that's in Google Calendar. I have an ADK meetings and time blocks calendar that has all of my like business appointments. Uh-huh. I've got a life calendar that has... Doctor like Scott will in, have a doctor's appointment. He'll invite me to the doctor's appointment oh, on the life calendar. Yeah, so I have the ability. If Millie's school has like her Mardi Gras parade is coming up, so that goes on the life calendar. Yeah, um, I have a calendar called ADK Marketing. I have a calendar called um, my. I have my ideal week calendar, which is a template of what my ideal week would look like from week to week. So I have oh, wow. that as sort of a guide. And yeah, like being able to toggle the calendars on and off and view what you need to in that moment Mm -hmm. is incredibly helpful for me because sometimes you just want to look at work stuff. Sometimes you just want to look at business stuff. Sometimes you just want to look at life stuff. So Mm -hmm. Google Calendar is just where it's at for me. So in addition to Google Calendar, I actually use both Trello and Asana, which it's kind of a lot and I would love to streamline and just put everything in one place, but uh-huh. I, th- they each have so many like benefits for certain types of information. Right. And so for, for clockwise, we, everything is in Asana. So uh, like okay. our, every, just all the things are uh-huh. in Asana. For my podcast, everything is in Asana, um, which works really well. But Trello is where we have a family guidebook where we have all of our info about, you know, health insurance and pictures of health insurance cards and, um, I don't know, things like the phone number for our landscaper. And, you know, it's, it's this really great hub of information so that if, Scott is, I don't know, taking Millie to the doctor's office and needs to fill out a form with our family medical history. He yes. can open up the trial board and there's like a list of family medical history. Oh, it's this just, is an amazing idea. I love that. Yeah. It's this really great one-stop shop that both of us can reference. If one of us have a, has a question about car insurance, you know, it's all right there. The logins, the the passwords, the whatever. It's just really awesome to have that as one stop shop. And then I have the same thing for my business. I have a company guidebook with my branding colors and fonts and yes. contact info, and my EIN and all of that stuff in one place. So yeah, it's definitely a combination of Trello and Asana and Google Calendar and my simplified planners where I write my daily list because there's just nothing like having that you know, tactile feeling of writing down your list for the day, yes. especially when your list is made up of things that are coming from all different directions. Um, right. You know, I've got, I've got clockwise stuff, ADK stuff, and I've got family stuff and it all lives together on that one page based on the priorities for the day. This is so helpful to know because we both have jobs outside of being, you know, owners of our own businesses and families. Mm -hmm. And it's just, this is exactly um, what I do as well. I use Trello and then Google Calendar and my simplified Mm -hmm. planner. And it's just, it really is so helpful to have kind of all of those integrate together. Yep. That's my system. That works for me. 
And I just encourage you to find what system works for you and go with it. Anna, this has been so much fun. I could talk to you all day. I, I just have so much fun talking to you, but I just thank you so much for being here. I want all of our listeners to be able to follow you and connect with you after this podcast episode is over. So where can they find you? Yep. So I would be so excited to invite you to tune in to It's About Time, my podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. You can tune into new episodes of It's About Time every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I love doing a mix of interviews to find out how go-getters are getting things done and then sharing the tools and strategies that really you know work for me and that I found to just be incredible uh, methods for helping you manage your time better uh, and all with the perspective of a mom who has a lot on her plate because time management is just different for us women it yeah, is yeah um, and so I would be so thrilled if you tuned in and you can come find me on Instagram, Anna D. Cornick. Come find me. Let's be Instagram friends. Send me a DM if you have time management struggles you want to talk through. I would love to talk with you about it. Yes, she is so much fun to connect with on Instagram and I absolutely adore her podcast and she actually helped me to really get my podcast going. So shout out to you, Anna. And thank you so much. I mean, from the cover design, you were just like that go-to person that helped me with all the things and like cheering me on throughout the whole process. So I, I don't think I would be here without the help of you. So thank you. <laughs> it's been so awesome to see you bring this from idea to bringing it to life. And I just have been so excited and proud to see all of the great things oh, that you're doing. Thank you so much, Anna. I really enjoyed our conversation and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining me this week, friend. Want to keep the celebration going? I invite you to join me inside of my online printable membership, where you can instantly access fun printables to help you cultivate and celebrate a joy-filled life. For show notes and links for everything mentioned on today's episode, head on over to amberbrogdon.com podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you left a review wherever you're listening today. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a difference in reaching new listeners. Thanks again for joining me on this episode of Cultivate and Celebrate. I'm always cheering you on, friend. Until next time.